Hello, friends and neighbors and friends of the Green Room. That's right. This is the Palace of Green Room on Air here in the studios of North Beach, California, where you can see which side? Oh, this side. The beautiful Transamerica building. Yes, indeed. I am a lucky fella. Today, we have a special guest. His name is Jack Kohler, and he is an American, a Native American, and he has written a film uh, that has won over 20 awards at various film festivals, over 30 film festivals in the United States, and it's called The Gift of Fear, and it focuses on trafficking, human trafficking of female Native Americans. It's a big problem. It's something that most of us don't even know goes goes on, or we don't think about it, and it's imp very important, and I want to get this out there. Also, a play with a similar theme called The Absence by my good friend Neva Hutchinson. He is directing that play on Monday, September 11th, this coming Monday, at the Raven Theater in, in Healdsburg, California, at 7 p.m., both at 7 p.m., both at the Raven Theater in Healdsburg, California. Be there or be square. Tell them I sent you. I'll be there. If you see me, say howdy doody. And we'll have a great time. Okay, without any further ado, my friends, neighbors, I bring you Mr. Jack Kohler. Hoopa Tribal Nonprofit Organization. Mm -hmm. It's my tribe. Yeah. Great. And your latest film is that Gift of Fear? Yes. I watched the trailer. That was quite exciting. <laughs> I, want, I want to see the movie. <laughs> yeah, you can see it this, this Sunday. This Sunday at the 10th, right? Seven o'clock? Yes, at the Raven Theater. In, in Healdsburg. Yes. Yeah, okay. Healdsburg, California. Yeah, it's, it's also it's also a screening in two different film festivals this weekend also, one in New Mexico oh. and one in uh, Merced. Oh, Merced, California. Okay. So the Merced Film Festival? It's yeah. Oh, I didn't know they had one. Hey, how many film festivals have you been to with this? Let's see. I've been to five film festivals with this film, mm -hmm. but it's screened at so far. It, after this weekend, it'll be it screened at 30 film festivals around the world. <clears throat> wow, that's great. To date, we have 20 uh, awards. That's impressive. Yeah. 30 yeah. film festivals, 20 awards. Well, congratulations. What, what is the film about? Gift so so the, the film deals with the missing and murdered indigenous women's issue in America. We, and we started out making documentaries about this issue. And we realized if we made a documentary, it would be probably seen by a lot of Native Americans, but it wouldn't necessarily be seen by a lot of non-Natives who really need to understand this this situation and get in, and become aware of what's happening because it's not it's not just a native problem it happens a lot to natives because we don't fall under a clear jurisdiction of the the law enforcement in any state so so like city cops aren't looking for our missing women the sheriff's department isn't looking for our missing women unless we ask them to, to actively help the only people that will come onto a reservation and who have access usually is the FBI, but the FBI won't do anything unless there's been a crime committed and a missing person is not 
necessarily a crime committed. So, so the human traffickers, they target Native American women and men too, because they know not a lot of people are going to go looking for them or people that have a lot of resources. And that became apparent when, you know, in 2021, when Gabby Petito went missing and there was a hundred person manhunt looking for her and looking for her, her killer. While at the same time, while that was happening, there were still 9,000 missing Native American women in the United States, and not a lot of people were looking for them in the law enforcement sector. So that's that, That's why we had to make a film. We made a feature narrative, so it's entertaining, but it's gripping, and it tells the story to some extent of, of these women that are, are being kidnapped and, and are missing and being human trafficked. So that's pretty much what our, our story is about. <laughs> so basically, they're just saying, we're not going to help you because you have your own resources. So, Well, it's, it, it's, it's a lot deeper than that, but it's because we don't have enough resources. Uh, um, and, you know, there's only so much that we can get support from the federal government, which actually is why Deb Holland, who's now the Secretary of the Interior, she created the Missing and Murdered Unit. And their job is to start locating these women or creating some closure as to where these, what happened to the, these women and men that are missing from certain reservations. Um, so hopefully, you know, that'll help to some, to some aspect. What is her name? Uh, yeah. What was her, what was her name? The woman? So Deb Holland, who's our, our Secretary of the Interior. Oh, okay. I she, didn't know she, who was. <laughs> the first, so, yeah, she's the first Native American to be Secretary of the Interior. Oh, great. And she's already created quite a few departments to help with these issues and with with abuse of, of women, especially Native women. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's in our favor, having her on, on there. So how do these traffickers work? How do they get people? Do they do they lure them in, trick them, and capture well, them? Or I mean, there's a variety of, of ways they do it. Um, I mean, there's a high poverty rate on a lot of different reservations across the United States. There's not a lot of job opportunities for people. Sometimes they get tricked into working for people that uh, misuse them and get lured into you know the the sex trafficking industry and. And they just, you know, they disappear. And a lot of times they get taken off country or, or moved, moved around where they can't get back to their, their people or it's, there's a lot of different scenarios, but human trafficking is, is a billion dollar business across the world. And a lot of indigenous people in different countries get abducted because they're easy, easier targets than, than uh, other uh, ethnicities. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it, when people are at some sort of disadvantage, it's a lot easier to to take advantage of them, trick them, lure them, get them to do things they really don't want to do. So, so that's what the movie focuses on. And the you, movie, you, yeah. made, you made a feature film instead of a documentary in order to, to get to a wider audience to bring awareness to this this situation. Yeah, yeah that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I I I didn't realize until a couple of years ago how 
big a human trafficking issue was in the United States. I had no idea. It's I I, I find it like the epitome of evil. How <laughs> well, doing that to other human beings is just beyond anything I, I couldn't fathom. And, you know, and our our state capital has a huge uh, rate in statistic wise across the nation. I mean, we're one of the highest human trafficking centers in the nation. California? Sacramento, yeah. Is that really? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I, I tried to find the stat, the more, more recent stats. I started doing research on this about five years ago. And five years ago, we were the fifth, with the fifth highest statistic for human trafficking in the nation. I don't know what it is now. But we're up there near the top. Wow. Hmm. And it's so hard to find these people, I guess. I'm sure that the, these 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 traffickers are experts at hiding things and hiding people and preventing authorities from finding them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It looks like there was some violence there in the movie. Is that does that actually happen? I saw a lot of shootouts and. Well, <laughs> actually, uh, yeah, the shootouts don't don't always happen. There there yeah. have been in more recent. You know, recently there's been a few more aggressive moves by the law enforcement to actually go in and rescue some of these these women and, and men that have been kidnapped, which is has yeah. happened more recently. And the, the, our film is based on four to five different true incidents, and we just sort of combined it into one film. But everything that happened in the film or that you see on screen has happened to some capacity to either the women or to the law enforcement in these situations. So mm -hmm. we based it all on true incidents. Uh, a lot of these incidents happened in Northern California. And, and, and that's, that's one of the reasons why I'm really heavily into creating these pieces. This is, this is my fifth film regarding human, tra human trafficking and, and the missing and murdered indigenous women's crisis. Uh, because my, where my tribe is located right now, there's uh, approximately 200 missing women in Northern California from reservations uh, along the Trinity and Klamath rivers. I see. Wow. And that's your tribe. What is, what is the name of your tribe again? So I'm a member of the Hoopa tribe, Hoopa tribe. Okay. but I'm also a part Yurok and Karuk. Okay. And can you, Give us an example of, of like the story of, of one of these women that the movie well, the, is based so, on. well the story the story follows actually a Native American foster youth mm -hmm. who's in the uh, foster youth system, and she gets lured into joining this gang, and her social worker tries to get her away from the gang, so she removes her from the foster home. And puts her in a group home on the other side of the of the, the town, trying to get her away from this gang. Okay. And and then she introduces her to an MMA uh, teacher and a dojo. So she's sort of this this foster youth, Millie. She finds a new family, you know. So she, and she really gets into the 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 jujitsu ju and the martial arts. But then the gang finds out where she she is located, and they come to try to kidnap her. Mm -hmm. And her her martial arts family basically protects her from these gang members. So in retaliation, the gang members kidnap 
Millie's girlfriend. Okay. And so at the end of the movie, Millie goes looking for them or towards the end of the movie. And, and the missing emergency unit is involved in the film. So, so we actually have an agent from the missing emergency unit who's looking for some of these women that are missing from Millie's reservation. Mm-hmm. He gets involved and gets the FBI involved and they come out. And so at the end, the end of the film, there's actually a rescue made by, by Millie who knows where they're, they're hiding the women and the right. FBI and the, and the missing murdered unit. So right. that's where the shootout takes place. <laughs> <laughs> I looked at your website for your company there and watched parts of some of the films and that I was really impressed with the production value and the level of the acting and they look like movies that are multi-million dollar. <laughs> like, how do you do this? I, I know you can't have tons of money, right? Oh, no, no. We've and, always and, been a, on a shoestring budget. And how do you make it look so professional? And where do you find all these great actors? Well, so the uh, we, we had about 10 SAG after actors on set. Okay. Okay. So you and, had some uh, experienced actors for, for this movie. Yeah, we had, I mean, all, in all total, we had 87 actors in the film. Okay. A lot of them had screen experience. Mm-hmm. They knew what the issue was. And most of them worked for half their rate of what they usually go for. Yeah. Uh, our, 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 star, our lead male in the film is Justin Johnson Cortez. Yeah, he's, he's movie star looking material. Yeah, so he, he he's in he's in the Warner, the Warner Brothers series Walker Independence. Oh, right, I have heard of that, but I've never seen it. And then we also had Michael Horse, who's been in Twin Peaks and Godless, and a whole bunch of other. Oh, know, okay. So you got some good talent there. And then yeah, and then we had Laura Vallejo, who's in Humor Me. Yeah, and she's been in a, in a bunch of different films. Yeah. And then, but our star of the film is is a new a new new person she's actually a sophomore at carnegie mellon back east and this was her first film so she's she's only done stage before this she's only done stage productions a lot of musicals yeah but she was the perfect millie for our our cast where is she from originally she's from new upstate new york Uh, okay i was just wondering if she was from around here yeah yeah no yeah yeah so sweet we flew her out and she was the very last person that we cast. It was very hard to find the lead female who had to play a 17-year-old on screen. So we needed someone who was older than than 18, but looked younger than, you know, than 18. Yeah, and you could <laughs> ask younger, tough. right? Yeah. I imagine that's always uh, difficult in casting a film. Yeah. If you get it, if you get if you get an actual child, then you're you're running into all these other issues that you have to deal with, which right, and then you, you have to have uh, certain people on the set to teachers, uh, and they have to handlers and, handlers, and uh, yeah. teachers, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then then there's also you know there's certain things you, that they can't say on screen, or you have to get waivers for them to you know, and there's there's a lot of swearing in this in this movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Oh, then you have to be careful with that. And then there's the mature content, you know, of them being kidnapped by human traffickers. And Oh, right. Yeah. 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 If you use an actual child, then you have to shoot it in very specific ways where it looks like they're in there during the bad parts and they're not really on the set and all that. 
kind of stuff. Right, right. <laughs> I often see that in movies, like when they don't get it right, and there's a kid, and all you know they're they're doing these great like two shots or uh, you know, and all of a sudden it switches to like a one shot that you can tell is a little bit off color because they you know the color is not balanced right because they did it three days later when the kid wasn't there or whatever. You know? <laughs> I always tell my wife, she goes, "Be quiet, you're spoiling it for me." Exactly. Um, yeah, yeah, some of the other films there too on the website. I looked and there you didn't have any. It looked like there weren't any like you know known actors or say actors in there, and it's really good stuff, you know. Oh, thanks. Uh, well, I, I mean, you know, but I, I was very impressed. Wow, oh, I love you. it. Find something like that it just blows my mind. Yeah, <laughs> it's wonderful. Well, let's talk about. Let's talk about the play that you're directing. You're directing Neva's new play, right? So it's just a stage yep. reading. It's, mm-hmm. it's not a full blown out stage production, but we're just. This is the first time we're testing it out on stage, and we've. We have about nine actors. Okay. We're going to read all the different parts on stage. There'll be a little bit of movement, and it's going to be at the Raven Theater on Monday night at 7 p.m., okay. September 11th. And and I was introduced to Neva from a friend of mine, another native person, Clint McKay. Mm-hmm. And, you know, normally I, 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 don't, I don't direct a lot of stage productions. In fact, the last stage production I did was in 2016, and it was my own production. It's called Something Inside Is Broken, which actually is going to start airing on PBS in November. But but that was the last thing I've actually really directed on stage. But because it was about, because her, her script absence is about the missing and murdered Indigenous women's issue, then I knew that I needed to direct it because that's been sort of my focus mm-hmm. with... Uh, on native ground and and so i've i've this so the absence is is actually my sixth production that deals with the missing and murdered indigenous women's crisis i see uh, and it's it's important to me because there's uh, i mean there's two of my relatives that are missing up on my oh. reservation um and there's so many of of our of my tribal members that are affected by this and then well, across the nation, there's so many Native, you know, people affected by this this issue. So I've, it's sort of been something I've really been focused on. Wow, that must be hard for your to have your own family members taken. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. But her her script deals with a similar situation where where and well where a young woman get, gets basically stalked by by a man. And at the end, you know, I, I can't give give away the ending, but no, no, <laughs> but, but the you know, there's a confrontation at the end, and and you know, it doesn't always go the way that the the play has written. I mean, it awfully often goes bad for the women of what happens to them, especially if if the person who's committing the crime, you know, has no real morals or no remorse. So, but it's, but it's very typical on in these situations, especially on reservations where there's a lot of poverty and there's a, not a lot of jobs for, for people out there. Yeah. I mean, up, up on my reservation, it's a very, there's a lot of poverty and people live below the, the poverty line. And the problem is there's, there's no, there's no work up there. There's no businesses on the reservation. And a lot of it has to do with, you know, when they first created the reservation systems, they put reservations, 
way away from the rest of the other cities in, in California on places where people didn't want to live. Yeah. And so so that's why there's, you know, no jobs, no work. They we have to subsist on a lot of times government housing, government subsidence, food. Yeah. 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 It's is is Neva's play based on a true story or is it just um you know, talk, talking to her, it's 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 based on uh on on yeah, some true true incidents that have happened. Oh, okay. And in fact, when I first read the the script, I, I asked her to change a few things just because it was it was too it was too exact of certain things that have happened. We we tried tried to make it just a little more generic because yeah, it is based on true incidents. And I didn't want family members of some of these these women to be upset, you know, you know, using some of these stories, but, but, you know, it often, a lot of the stories are very similar. It happens all the times these women are abducted and there's no closure for the families. Yeah. And which is, which is sad, you know, it is. Yeah. Well, that's good that you are involved. You know, when Neva first started this, a couple of people and, and myself told her, you need to get some native people involved in this because you know there's a lot of, there's a lot of nuance we, we don't know about so it's great that you're that you're directing this for her yeah that'd be yeah. great if it was it becomes an actual full production yeah it would be yeah i directed one of her plays as a full production it was a lot of fun oh great a couple of years ago yeah 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 this would be a great fully produced theater piece yeah yeah. I mean, there's, it's nothing like directing a theater piece. It's a lot of fun, you know, it's always different and every day is different. You don't know what's going to happen. And then when the actors get up there, man, it's out of your hands. Just, yeah. <laughs> it's not like a movie where you're sitting there with the the editor, making sure he gets it right. You know? <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. It looks like Neva's not going to, I don't know what happened. Must be having a computer problem. But we're at 12.42, and she still hasn't been able to get on. I can try to message her. Are you, are you going to text her? I'll, I'll text her. Okay. Okay. Are you in Sacramento, Jack? Or I live up in Auburn, California. Oh, Auburn. Okay. That's beautiful up there. I love it up there. Yeah. yeah we, we love it up here. Well, so some other... Some, so... Basically, I can just reiterate the the time and date. So it's yeah. So Gift of Fear is screening at the Raven Theater on this coming Sunday at seven p.m. Mm-hmm. And that's September. in Healdsburg, California. Yeah, Healdsburg, California, which is what like about an hour north of Sacramento. Is that right? No, no. Healdsburg is is north of San Francisco. On I mean, the I meant San Francisco, like about an hour and a half north of San Francisco. Yes, yeah, about an hour and a half north of San Francisco. Okay. And then the following night on September 11th at 7 p.m., we're going to do the stage reading Absence that Neva wrote. Yeah. And this is a sort of a, a festival they're having at Raven Theater of Native American pieces. Yes. Yes. And there'll be some there'll be some artwork up in the lobby, Native art. Yeah. And it's all yeah, it's all basically, you know, revolving around the missing and murdered indigenous women's crisis. Yeah. 
Well, it's an important topic. I'm really glad that you're creating all this great art around it, and hopefully more people get to see it. Thanks for spending some time, Jack. I really appreciate it. Um, yeah, thank you. Got, uh, so just to reiterate, we have this weekend, the 10th and 11th. That's September 10th and 11th. We have your film at 7 o'clock on the 10th at, at the Raven Theater in Healdsburg. And then the play is on Tuesday, the next day at 7 p.m. Yes. Yeah. And if anyone needs more information, you can go to onnativeground.org. Onnativeground.org. Okay. Well, thanks so much. Great. Hey, thanks a lot. You bet. All okay. right. Take care. Okay, you too.